Welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast, where you will build confidence around your leadership and sales skills. We are all leaders and salespeople, and this is where we will focus on improvement. I am Lloyd Day. The fourth R is personal responsibility. Once we own our future, our results, and our happiness as our responsibility, we make a decision and determination sets in. Anything we are determined to do will be done. Enjoy. I want to talk today about the fourth R. Uh, Back in the 1700s, I researched it. Back in the 1700s, someone came up with this thing that the kids need the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, Dennis Whaley says we need the fourth R, and I completely agree. And the fourth R is responsibility, personal responsibility. This is probably the thing we should be teaching the kids as much as or more than the, the other three R's. Of course, right now, writing is not even a skill much anymore. Everybody's using the keyboards. But at the end of the day, I know that this really came to play with me when my first child was laid in my arms. I'll never forget the overwhelming feeling I had that, oh, my God, this is my responsibility. This child's well-being emotionally, physically, financially, mentally, spiritually, This well-being is completely on me. And I realized at that moment, I couldn't pass that to anybody else. It's mine. Because before then, I always had a felt like, well, I could pass this to someone else. If this doesn't get done, it's okay. Someone else can pick it up. Whatever. There was always something, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but we had, I had a full family. I had, you know, both parents. You know, we had community, we had roots where we were. So there's a lot of things that I did have, but I didn't learn much about life. I was behind. I was like kind of clueless. And it wasn't until my wonderful wife took me in and married me and, and really helped me starting to see some good things in life. She really helped me a lot. She got me in church. And when I discovered Jesus, things really started turning around for me because he really can change lives. And he changed me. And to this day, I'm, trying, I'm growing deeper and deeper into that relationship. I really love that relationship. But the, on, the, on the personal responsibility, I was lucky in that I was looking for that. I know when I was teaching school and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is not it. I've got to find something. So the RAS, they were, your, your mind starts looking for the, for, for the avenues. And the guide culture has become all those avenues we found along the way that worked for me. And then we shared them with the kids and it worked for them. And things that have worked is what we've put into guide culture. But this responsibility thing is huge because once you realize, hey, it is on you. It is on me. Nobody else can take this. Nobody can make something of my life but me. And so I'm going to give you some things to think about and work towards to work on what can I do since I know it's me, it's on me. What can I do to make something happen? And uh, this kind of started when Austin, my son-in-law came in and uh, we were talking just the other day and he said, Hey, I've got some new discoveries on, on what we could do in the business here, how we can produce better business, how we can do, how we can coach the team and all the things. And he has those ideas because 
He's working on things. He's training. He's invested in himself. He took a course. And as you take a course and you, you buy in, you start listening and reading, you start getting new ideas. And that's why the first thing on personal responsibility is invest in yourself. There is no question I have because we're in, we're in a training business and guide culture. And I have talked to people and I view my RAS is looking at this. And I have noticed that the people who invest in themselves on a regular basis are the leaders in the companies. They're the bosses. They're the CEOs. They're the owners. They're the guys on top, the guys and the girls who invest in themselves. So one of the best things you do on personal responsibility is invest in yourself. And it's a continuous thing. It's not like it just happens suddenly, but it starts happening over time. Luckily for me, I did start doing that. I remember when I first started teaching school, the first thing I did was went and take a coaching seminar. And then luckily along the way, this guy handed me uh, a set of personal development material. And I started doing some personal growth, trying to believe in myself a little bit. And someone handed me over said, hey, start reading the Bible. When you start reading the Bible, things will start happening. And that was true. And um, another person said, um, so he was reading the Bible, personal development. Oh, learn some sales. Learn how to sell, how to communicate, how to persuade. And boy, did I need that. And that's how we end up with the three things we teach in guide culture. You know, work on your faith, on your belief, you know, on your, on, uh, your inner strength. Work on personal development and work on sales and communication. So invest in yourself. And it's a continuous thing. Um, my dad used to get up every day. Every morning, put his boots on. Now, his thing, he liked to work with his hands, but always going to work. There was never a day off. Talking about work-life balance, well, work-life balance to me is about 90% work and maybe 10% recreation or 95-5. Work-life balance is a lot of work because you got to get ahead. you got to stay ahead because we are always competing. And if you're going to compete, you've got to outwork the competition. Confidence is earned, it's not given. Let's talk about this competition thing one for a minute. You know, even if we were in a socialistic society and the government was taking care of all of us, we're still competing against other countries. We have to compete. Other countries are trying to take us over and, you know, take us down in the whole nine yards. We're always competing. There's always someone uh, at the state level. The states are competing against each other right now here in the United States. They're trying to get business to come to their state. They want the revenues. They want the tax base. They want the payroll. They want the customer, the people working. The cities are trying to compete. Cities are trying to recruit different companies to come in. Different industries are competing against each other. In the insurance industry, I'm competing against another agent all the time. Somebody's always after our business. And we're also competing against ourselves. So to think you can live this life without competing, it's not possible to do that, I don't think. We have to compete. And if we compete against ourselves, we were in the guide culture meeting uh, talking about our coaches. And um, Sarah is doing such a great job on coaches. And actually she's telling all the things that we were doing, I said, you know, what you're really doing, just to say it in a different way, you're setting a standard. You're setting a bar of excellence that's, ex- that's expected, and you're raising the bar. That's what we should do and be doing to ourselves on a daily, regular basis. So. The first thing we can do is invest in yourself. And what you have to do there is just take a step. Take a step into that investment. Start working on yourself. And then just continue. Stick with it. Persevere. Stick with the 
the process of continuing to make yourself better. Set the bar of excellence and improve yourself because as you improve yourself, you start building your self-esteem. You start building your value. You start seeing your value. You start believing in your value. And that's the one and the probably the biggest thing that we can have to go out there and compete and to do and to feel good about ourselves and to do well is to have that self-esteem to understand that we do have value and there's something to offer. And um, as you continue to raise that bar, you just see it over and over and over. So take the first step and then continue in it, stick with it, persevere, invest in yourself and making yourself better. Now, I'm not talking about making yourself God. I'm not talking about making yourself to where you are the one and only. Myself, personally, I have a deep dependence upon God. I have a dependence upon Jesus. I can't live a day without him. I understand that he is the one. He is my king. But at the same time, I have to improve myself to be in the game. And the game is fun. Let's face it. If you're in the game and you feel like you can compete, you feel like you know what you're doing, you can win a little bit, you feel good about what, you know, you're getting somewhere. The game is fun. The game of life is fun, but you want to be equipped to play the game well. And that's where the investing in yourself comes from. And that's also where investing in God culture comes from because we're trying to equip you to play the game well and to enjoy the game. You just want to, all we want to do is compete well. We want to win it all. As a matter of fact, in the game, you fail much more than you win. It's just like a baseball player, you know, if they bat 250, if they get two to two and a half hits out of 10, they're considered successful. The same way with sales. If we, if we sell two and a half out of 10, we consider that successful. If we try ventures and we get two out of 10 to work, a different little strategy in the business, that's successful. So failure is part of it, but the, feeling like you have the ability, you can go compete and enjoy it is where the fun is. And that takes us to the second part of the personal responsibility, and that's attitude. And the attitude is like, yes, I'm going to compete, and I'm going to have fun, and I'm equipped. I'm equipping myself because I invest in myself, and I understand that I'm, if I fall down, I'm just going to get right back up and do it again. And that's where the winners come in. They just keep getting up. It's not that they win the first time. They win every time. As a matter of fact, they lose or they fail at it more than they win at whatever it is we're trying. I learned that in trading. You, It's not do you have winners and losers. It's like can you cut the losers short and ride the winners longer? That's really what it boils down to. So the attitude is so important. So and if you take on the attitude like I'm a victim, somebody's always after me, that's somebody else's fault, therefore I didn't do well. Because once you do that, you start wallowing in the problem. You, you think about someone else. If you're thinking about someone else, you're looking behind you, look to the side. You're not looking ahead of the opportunities. You're never going to compete and make yourself better. So the attitude of opportunity versus victim is really important. Everything's an opportunity. We've got to focus on ourselves, competing for ourselves, making ourselves better, the standard of excellence. And we don't have time to worry about someone doing us wrong because life is not fair. We're always going to be treated wrong. And that's just part of it. 
but we get up and we have the attitude of, I'm looking for that next opportunity. I'm going to ride my winners and forget my losers and keep moving forward and get up and do it again. Because really in life, the thing that makes us happy, the things that's fun is, is playing, is trying to move forward in a noble cause, moving forward in something good, doing well, serving, loving, doing all the things that makes us feel good. Isn't that funny? The way we compete well is by loving well and serving well. That's how we compete. It's just kind of a, I guess, a, an oxymoron where it's like, it seems opposite, but that's the way it is. So the part about the attitude is it's not the hand that we're dealt, but it's how we play the hand. Everyone's dealt a different hand. Everyone starts somewhere else in a different place. And uh, it's the way we play the hand. That is the game. The game is fun if we get ourselves equipped to go play the game. One of the best things I heard on Attitude was Art Williams, the guy that started A.L. Williams. They've hired thousands of insurance agents to go sell life insurance. They were ultraly successful. As a matter of fact, they were bought out by, by Prime America. They're still very successful. And the one thing after he taught all these people to step out of the gutter, become self-employed and go make something of themselves because he was a coach prior to starting this company. He did that with kids all the time. He, he got them to get up and go make something of themselves. And the one thing he says, I can teach you all these things, but the one thing he says, I cannot teach you is a good attitude. The attitude of I can, I will, I am going to do this. It is my responsibility, and I'm going to go take it on and do something with it. The attitude is the most critical thing in developing that self-confidence. And I'm telling you, if you'll, if you'll invest in yourself and find the right input into your mind, get the right things going, because when you change your mind, you change everything. It all starts with what do you believe? That's why the invest in yourself and having the I can attitude, I will attitude, which develops as you build that self-confidence, that self-esteem. The third thing we're going to talk about here, and it came from the psychology of winning. Uh, Dennis Whaley, the psychology of winning, we, we make that required reading for all of our guide culture students. But he says something that ties right into this. He says, if it is to be, it is up to me. If it is to be, it's up to me. That's personal responsibility. And opportunity is everywhere. All we have to do is go take it on and go play the game and get in there and, and join in and get after it. You know, put on our boots every day and go to work. Uh, opportunity abounds everywhere. And we believe that if you apply the GRIT formula, G-R-I-T, the GRIT formula, on a regular continuous basis, then you'll get there. And the grit formula is this. G is for growth mindset. We're always trying to grow. Remember, we're not trying to become God. We're not um, the uh, self, what's it called? The, the new age philosophy. We still believe in spiritual growth and dependence upon God. But at the same time, we have to make ourselves better. It's a growth mindset. Grow spiritually, grow mentally, grow emotionally, grow your skills and and, and, and build your character towards better traits, growth mindset. And we believe the R is for a reason. We do everything for a reason. There's a purpose in what we do. We're not just doing it. We're doing it because we're emotionally connected to our mission. 
whatever that mission is. And uh, we do it with intensity. The I is intensity. That's a focused approach. There's only so many things you can be really good at. And so we have to focus in and be intense on what it is. And T stands for time. It's over a lifetime. It's time. It just eventually starts working and comes together. Who knows how long it's going to take? But you just keep doing it over time. And the other thing that's really important here is to think for yourself. Napoleon Hill said years ago, he wrote his his material back in the 1920s after the Great Depression or maybe during the Great Depression. And he said so many people just follow along. So many people like the herd following and they're not thinking for themselves. So it's really important to, to listen to all things, to get all angles and try to be educated, but think for yourself and not just be told things and necessarily take it for granted what you're being told. So thinking for yourself, um, and the news does that a lot. They start trying to to plant things into our mind. I think we have to think for ourselves. And Napoleon Hill said that years ago, and that still holds true today. But what is winning? You know, like I said, when I when I when Alex, that child, first child, was laid in my in my arms, I said, "Oh my God, this is all on me. I cannot pass this to anyone." And and we believe that you know we 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 want to honor God first, family second. And our work and our country and the work we do, we have to get, you know, that's the work-life balance and we have to work hard and stay focused. And relationships and friends are all important, but the amount of work and effort we put towards something is what we're going to get out of it. And if you think about all these things, God, the spiritual, you want to win spiritually. Uh, Family, you you want to provide them a solid home. You want... um, financial security, either emotional thing, you got to have all the talks and keep their emotional well-beings. Because I can tell you, there's a lot of mean girls in school. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of mean adults right now. There's a lot of so, there's a lot of bullying going on, on on social media. There's meanness everywhere. And so it's important that we establish our kids with that emotional stability so they can understand how to get past these things. It's always going to be there. Adults bully each other as well. So the emotional well-being of the people in your life is important. And we get that from the spiritual. Then we can get to the emotional. And then it's the work ethic and all those things. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this and get something out of it. Uh, the, The personal responsibility is really important. And we can do it. And we'd love to see you in guide culture because these are the kind of things that we're trying to equip you for to move forward in doing these things in life. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Guide Culture Podcast. Building ourselves is an ongoing process. Our passion is to inspire you to lead yourself and those around you.